So today I decided to do what I'm going to call an emergency episode of UTI. You know those emergency UTIs. They feel pretty awful, don't they? So what happened today is that I learned through an article on The Atlantic that certain tech companies like Meta and Bloomberg have been using 183,000 authors' books to train their AI robots to do the things that AI robots are going to do, which is mostly take over our jobs. The Atlantic had a database of which books were used, and I put my name in. Five of the books that I've written have been trolled or crawled or whatever it is AI does. And this felt like a massive, massive violation of my thoughts and my writing and my work and just, I don't know, my trust in the world in a lot of ways. And I believe this is an episode of Under the Influence because it is companies like Meta, the owner of Instagram and Facebook, who are doing this, who are stealing authors' works to train their AI robots to eventually replace our jobs. And I truly believe that that is what is at stake here. So I posted about this on my Instagram because we have this weird codependent relationship with social media platforms. And a ton of authors responded that they felt the same way. So I want to bring on one of my friends, a fellow author, a fellow podcaster, a really smart lady that you should be following in the world, Emma Gray. She is a podcaster who makes an awesome show called Love to See It, which was formerly Here to Make Friends. She is also the author of the book, A Girl's Guide to Joining the Resistance, and she's just as pissed off as I am. It would be nice to see your face not under duress. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad that you hopped on for this, what I'm calling an emergency episode. It feels of, like it. Of, of Under the Influence, because, you know, I'm, I'm just going to set up what we learned today and how freaked out we both are by it. The Atlantic, in their wonderful reporting on AI and what it's doing to the writing world, posted a database of 183,000 books that companies like Meta and Bloomberg have been using to train their AI robots. And just that, that, isn't that sentence fucking creepy? It, uh, I, like, have no words. I think I'm still processing. It just freaks me the fuck out. And also to learn this information right on the heels of this Writers Guild Mm -hmm. strike that mm -hmm. like just settled and their final thing that they were negotiating over was AI and then for this to come up right after is just like this tech is coming for every industry yes it's it's, it's they want to replace us coming. all with the robots literally they really we're living in the matrix they want to replace us all with the robots by using our brains by using right. our words yes and so there, there was this database and you could search it to see if your book was in there. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. My books probably aren't in there. And then five of them were in there. And then you messaged me and you're like, oh, where's this link? And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm in there, too. It, yeah, I was shocked. I also was like, oh, 
my work's not important. They're not going to go for mine. Nobody cares about my words. Yeah, no one cares about my words. No, um, I guess the robots are learning about feminist activism. Yes, uh, exactly. Tell, tell the audience <laughs> the name of your book because I do, I'm, I'm happy. I want the robots to be to be feminist activists, I think. Um, yes, my, my book is called A Girl's Guide to Joining the Resistance. I, mm-hmm. I wrote it kind of in, in the wake of the Trump election um, and the Women's March, and it was very of that moment. And it's just fascinating to me that, yeah, the robots... The robots need to learn all of that stuff. I saw that Amanda Montel's book on feminist linguistics, Word Slut, is also in there. Yes, yes. And, and my book, my book, If If Nuns Ruled the World. So we're learning about feminist nuns. We're learning about word sluts. And we're learning about young feminist activists. Um, again, all good things. Good for the good for the robots, I guess. But so terrifying for authors. And I want to say really quick why we're talking about this on Under the Influence, because I think that writers are now put in a very weird position because Meta is doing this. And Meta is obviously the company that runs Instagram and Facebook, and they're doing this behind authors' backs, and authors are some of the biggest content creators for them. And also cute, like really big influencers and celebrities have books that are also being used. So Meta, Instagram, Facebook. I hate calling them Meta. Like, fuck you. You don't get to decide that you have a new name. Yeah, you're, you're not Facebook. Okay. You're normie and lame. You're yeah. not Meta. You're, you're Facebook. Meta. We know, you're, come on, Zuck. We know who you are. We Zuck. know who you are. We know who you are. You are not Meta. Old P. Diddy can change his name and you, Mark Zuckerberg, are no, no P. Diddy. Are no Certainly P. Diddy. not. No. And, and so that, but this creates a problem for us because. We post on social media because we have to reach an audience as writers, as content creators. And so it's not like we can boycott them. It's not like I can stop posting on Instagram tomorrow. I have a book coming out in five months that I I need to reach readers. And so the fact that it's these companies that are stealing our words and our original thoughts is not surprising when we post on their websites, but it's surprising when we're writing a book that they have no ownership over. Exactly. And I think it is such a frustrating position to find ourselves in because we are stuck in this really fucked up constant relationship with these platforms where, as you said, you know, I the landscape is so different even from when I entered media in 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which was 10 years after I entered media. Right. We're, we're, we're from two distinct media generations. Yes. And, and the way that the landscape has changed, the, it, ha, it has been so rapid. And when I first started working in this industry, it wasn't a necessity for me to spend a good portion of my professional time and energy into building a public platform, promoting my own work, doing my own PR, becoming an influencer of some kind. And now if you write a book, if you write an article, if you have a podcast, it is on you to promote that work to an audience. And I think all of us that work in these fields, yes, of course, we want to create great art, but we also want people to engage with our words and the conversations that we're having. That's why we're doing it in the first place. 
And so where are we going to do that? Well, we have to do it on Instagram. We have to do it on Twitter, We, which I refuse to call X. You will not um, call it X. We I will, will never, not. We will never call you we will X. Ne- yeah. Screw you, Elon Musk. Um, mm-hmm. We will. Yeah, we have to do it on on now TikTok. And it's just adding all of these other jobs onto our already, I think, like mentally taxing um, job. And and then to find out that on top of that, the work that we've done separately from these platforms, like we are already giving them so much free content and so much of ourselves that to be like, you just took this without our consent, without our knowledge, and you are training your machines to do tasks that will replace human minds and feelings and brains, that is that is very disturbing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the not, yeah. it's the not, well, I mean, all of it disturbs me. I'm so, I just, I really do feel like I'm living in a science fiction movie Same. right now. And you know, part of me just wants to grab the Sicilian Inheritance, which is on its way to you, by the way. I'm really excited to read it. No, it's so good. It's such a such a romp. But just wants to grab it and like be like, my precious, my precious. I'm, what if I don't release you into this big, bad world? What if I hold you back until I right. can protect you? And so is that an answer? Is it that we pause on releasing content until we have some agreement that this content has protections from these companies? Because what I also find so interesting, and I don't think as you know, any in any other industry that you could get away with this, is the doing it without permission and then not even apologizing later. They haven't admitted they've done anything wrong. They just took it. They just took it instead of doing what could have been a more right thing and saying, hey, could I pay you an option to right. use this? Because some writers, because writers need to be paid more, where writers are very underpaid, um, may say yes. They may say, absolutely. If my book is being developed for television, I get paid an option. And that option period lasts for six months to a year to 18 months. I have control over that option. It's the fact that they just took, without asking, without even thinking that they should compensate writers. That's what's insane to me. Exactly. I'm not such a Luddite that I'm saying no I, no AI should ever exist. I don't think that, uh, frankly, I am an authority enough in that space to make no. that call. But at bare minimum, creatives should be compensated for their labor. Again, that is what we've been talking about with the Writers Guild, with SAG. And the fact that they did this under cover of darkness, essentially, tells me that they knew that it was fucked up. They knew yes. that they were stealing our work and our our research and our words and our thoughts and our analysis and our stories. And that they didn't want us to know because they knew that that would be a violating and upsetting thing and that perhaps they would need to pay some money. And And if these companies want anything... It's to hoard money. They love hoarding money. They're horny for it. They're just, they are so mm. horny for it. I know. It's true. It's true. And yes, it's much. I, I keep going back to uh, the idea that we are all convinced that our phones are listening to us all the time, which we know <laughs> we know that they are. Right. But all, the companies are constantly like, we would never do that. 
Well, of course, again, of course they are. Of course they're listening to us and they're never going to admit it or apologize for it until, you know, it like someone releases all of those records uh, because their motto is so clearly move fast, break things, apologize later or never, ever, ever. It, usually never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever, because we're so busy hoarding our money and just like jerking off with a thousand dollar bill is what it, we're doing. Exactly. And I, I think it's interesting what you bring up about should we be withholding labor in some capacity? Because it does seem like in this moment in this country, the only power that workers have and like, you know, the two of us are not celebrities who can yeah. ring like, you know, expensive lawsuits against men. Mm -hmm. Like we we can't do that. So like we need a more collective um, approach to to forcing change but we need stephen king and ellen hildebrand yes yes yeah, yeah. Oh. guys i mean i know you're listening so obviously I mean, it's like no ex exactly because i would i i'll go on strike i would love to withhold labor i don't think that my power my celebrity i have no celebrity to speak up sitting here in my underwear shooting this interview um my power alone will do anything, but also I need to feed my family. And so yeah. I have to do work that will do that. So while I would love to hoard the Sicilian inheritance and be like, no one could have it. I'm also like, and pre-order on Amazon, please. Well, we're all compromised by yeah. by virtue of the fact that we live in a society and we need to make money um, and we need to be compensated for our work. And I think that is why, again, these like collective actions are what make a difference, because I think it's a lot harder to be like, I personally am just going to go out on a limb and not publish my book. Like, obviously, you wouldn't do that if there was a larger labor movement of thousands of authors for a period of time withholding their labor. That becomes a different calculus for people to make. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, I think, think that's that might be that might be where we have to go. Right. Um, Honestly, I, you know, I haven't, I'm talking to my agents later this week. I don't even know what we could put into a contract to protect us from AI, because I don't think the publishing houses are feeding them our books. So it's, it's, we're not, who are we in a fight against? We're not in a fight against our publishers. We're, no. we're in a fight against a nameless we're not a name. We're in a we're we're in a fight against a corporation that has been stealing things, and but I think that we had, just have to keep talking about it in those kinds of terms. They this are, is theft. This is theft. This is theft. This is a violation um, of a very intimate nature, and it, we do have to constantly be standing up for our rights, even if we don't know what our rights are or who we could even go after, because they're just. I, I'm so in the dark about how it all works. Did was same? Did, did they pirate? Did they grab the books, scan them, and then feed them to the robots? Because in my head, it's like R two D two munching on pages. I think in my mind, it's like they. I don't know. Did they just buy all of the books on Kindle or something? I I, I don't know. I, Yes, but but even I assume then, it's something like that. But even then, it's not easy to just scan them, right? Right. So 
They must have created a machine. Like, again, this is so beyond my pay grade. We, we so, have no idea what we're talking about, no to be clear. That's idea. why we're writers and not engineers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we do know it's wrong. We know it's wrong, and we know that they know it's wrong. Because, again, if they didn't think it was wrong, they would have told us they were doing it. They would have asked. They would have they asked. Would have asked. They would have said, hey, we're going to do this thing. Does everyone feel good about this thing? But they knew that we would say, we don't feel good about this thing. So don't do it. And and it's hard to know what is the recourse now. Like these, these AI programs already have our words and our ideas and our stories. Like right. you, how do you unring that bell? And I think that's the part that feels really hopeless to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They already they already have all of your ideas about creating a young female activist, um, and, which I just I, I do. I just love that image now of our hilarious of our of 2D2 in a pussy hat. Um, but <laughs> I they he's calling his senators. OK, and I love that for him. Writing postcards yeah. is what he's doing to his senators right now. But I I don't want the things that I'm writing right now, the things that I'm actively making right now, and not just my books, but my sub-sacks. And right. my, but I, I, I also know that there's nothing I can do about the things that I write on Instagram because they clearly own that. It is their platform. That is their right. That is. It is. Uh, no matter how I feel about it. But I don't want my new books to get in their hands. And so I just want to figure out I need to figure this out before April 2nd, friends. So if, if you have uh, any thoughts, uh... you have any thoughts uh, on how, how my campaign to protect the Sicilian inheritance, which I, I really, know. Joe, I am so excited to read. I've been waiting for this one and it's it just sucks. I want like for any author to be able to put something out in the world. And just revel in that. Like it is such, it can be such an isolating and exhausting experience to write a book. You always feel like no one cares about your work as much yeah. as you do. Always. You have to email everyone you know and be like, please say something about this book. Like it is so many pieces of the process are not fun. And so to have to add this, like I just want an author to be able to put something out in the world and be like, I did it. I fucking did it. I made something and I'm proud of it and it can stand on its own. And now it belongs to readers, not readers. to Meta. Not readers. to Meta. Yes. Because I'm, and I'm not saying, I'm like, I don't think that my work, once it's in the world, belongs to me anymore. It doesn't. It belongs to readers and it belongs to book clubs and it belongs to even other authors who want to build yes. on those ideas and be in inspired by those ideas because that is the goal of writing but it does not belong to meta and it does not belong to the robots here here <laughs>